Amen. If you have your Bibles for a few moments today, let me turn your attention to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 23. I want to read beginning with verse 14. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 14, 15, and 16. Although this is toward the end of David's life, it is a moment of reminiscence. And David, his life is being recalled. And this particular episode awakened me this morning at about 4 o'clock. And um, I just pray that God will help me give you what I feel in my heart. And it reads like this. And David was then... In a hold or a cave. And the garrison of the Philistine was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And David longed. And David longed. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about a soul's longing. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The scene that we read from in in Second Samuel, this particular chapter, to me is one of the most remarkable events in David's life. David was at a very low place in life at this particular moment. He was on the run from Saul and his hatred. He was surrounded by a band of misfits that had come together to join forces with him. And on this particular day, he finds himself hiding in a cave that he was so familiar with, while below him, in his beloved city of Bethlehem, the Philistines held it garrison. His enemy was occupying a place that really belonged to him. I wonder sometimes how much that may be true of our lives, that the enemy occupies territory that really belongs to us. It was this setting that stirred the heart of David, looking out over that rocky defile, looking down into that green place he had been so close to in time past and had been so dear to him. In the sweltering heat of that day, he was taken back to a bygone day 
when he walked those streets as just a lad and he sat by that well and he found refreshment in it. And sitting amidst the privations of his present circumstance, a desire was reborn in David. He lost his fear. He lost his inhibitions. He lost his pride. He forgot about his position. He forgot about his power. He forgot about the place that he occupied. At that moment, only one thing mattered to David. And that was what was in that well at Bethlehem. Below the surface of his life and the strife that was evident there, occupied with so many pressing issues, and the hardness of life that had begun to settle in over his own soul, lie a desire and a yearning and a hunger and a thirst that he had forgotten. He knew at that moment what he wanted. He knew at that moment what he had to have. And nothing else could satisfy but the desire of the water of that well. The sight of that well had triggered something long suppressed in his spiritual memory. And it began to stir longings and feelings and emotions that he had not sensed or felt in a long, long time. Life had taken David down many pathways and it had taken him far from Bethlehem and these tender memories and life has a way of doing that to all of us. It takes us sometimes away from those sacred places in life. But at this moment, David saw it once more. And in that moment of vision, desire sprang up inside of him that he could not suppress. Haunted by the nostalgia of thoughts that came flooding into his mind, the sight of the well at that gate kindled a desire that had long been forgotten and a taste that had long been forgotten and a longing began to grow in the depth of his soul. It became so powerful that he could not suppress it. He could not keep it down. Whether he was conscious of it or not, whether he was even aware of, of, of the presence of mind that he had moved to in that moment. The Bible said that he opened his mouth and he cried out, Oh, oh, that I had a drink from that well at Bethlehem's gate. David longed. Everybody say David longed. He longed. When I read that in this scripture, I, I hear words that are more than mere whim and just a weak sentimental longing. But I sense in those words something deep and probing. At that moment, David had been awakened to something that had long been suppressed in his life. 
He had been awakened to something that he had walked away from or he had forgotten in the busyness and the journey of life. But at that moment, when he saw that well, when he looked out the cave of Adullam and he looked down into that beloved city, something began to turn over in him. It was it was not a whim. It was not some sentimental feeling, but I believe it was the soul of David that was exposed that moment. And in that moment of vulnerability, the best of David was seen because he, in that moment, acknowledged what really satisfies. And the only thing that will work in life is that one thing that he saw there. And in that moment of awareness and awakening, something stirred in David. And he wanted one more time to taste of that sweet water. I prayed this morning that something would happen in this service that would be similar to what David experienced in that cave for us. That maybe it would happen in a song. One of those beautiful worship choruses that we sang a little while ago. But a word would be spoken or a thought would be conveyed that would trigger something in the soul. It would get beyond the surface of life. It would go past all of the hardness that life has a way of building up in us. And all of the veneer that we hide behind because we don't want anybody to know how much we really hurt and how much we're really in pain. We don't want anybody to know the confusing thoughts that are going through our mind and the fact that we feel helpless at that moment. But I was praying that somehow in this service today, there would be that moment of clarity for somebody and something would begin to be stirred inside of you that said, that's what I need. That's what I've got to have. I've got to have that water. I've got to have that touch. You see, there are experiences in life that can be so real that no matter where you go, you can never get away from them. There are experiences that are so deep, and many of you have had those in your life. And though life may have have come and swept you away in its tide and and you're just tumbling down the pathway of life. It's just being pushed along. Sometimes I feel like David must have felt that way at moments like this, that he was just being pushed by circumstances. He couldn't help that Saul hated him. He hadn't done anything to cause Saul to hate him, but Saul could not stand him. And, and, and the anger and the vengeance that rose up in Saul caused him to have to flee for his life. And now here he is, the shepherd boy of Israel, hiding away in a cave, anointed to be a king, but not looking much like one at the moment because life is just pushing him along and pushing him further down the road of life. And we come to those moments in life when life keeps pushing us, but we have that moment of clarity. We have that moment when all of our senses are aware, when we become cognizant of the fact that we are not just in a building, but we are in the presence of the Almighty God, that we are not just among people, but we are in a fellowship of angels. 
And something begins to cry out, oh, that's what I mean. That's what I long for. That's, that's what I desire. That's what will make the difference in my life. And I hear him when he cries out. I hear the best of David coming out. No matter what else might have happened. At this moment, you see David at his highest. You see him at his best. You know what I love about church is that in spite of our failings and in spite of our faults, there are moments that God brings us to when the best in us can still be seen. When that part of us that sometimes is hidden beneath the toughness and the veneer and, and the hardness of, of being a warrior and a, and a fighter and, and surviving, just getting by, that in that moment all of those layers are pulled back and the soul is exposed. And there's something in that soul that realizes I cannot make it by myself. I cannot stand alone. I've got to have something from beyond myself. And in the midst of his worry and in the midst of his heartbreak and the fears and the battles and the struggles, there was only one thing that David knew that he needed. I need a drink from that well. Oh, I need a drink from that well. Oh, and that cry came forth. Now you can argue with me all you want about the fact that there were men that hazarded their lives and, and David didn't, David didn't even drink of the water, but you missed the most important thing. That if David had not opened his mouth and allowed that soul to express itself, there would have been no great story of breakthrough. There would have been no great courage to have been displayed. But all of it began, all of it was triggered by one man's desire, realizing I've got to have this. I've got to have more. I'm Tired of living in the dullness and the dread. I've drank from a lot of different wells, but none of them satisfy like this well. Amen. I'm talking to people here this morning that have forgotten what that water really tastes like. Because you haven't really drank from it deep in a long time. You see, you can sit by a well and know all of its good qualities. But if you don't ever drink from it, it's as useless as anything can be. Just coming to a church and sitting on a pew, that's a great thing. But that's not what's going to save you. What's going to save you is when you learn in that moment of time, when something speaks to your soul, when something cuts through all of that hiding and veneer and past all of that pretense and all of that facade that you live behind, and it touches that part of you that makes you aware that you're a living soul. I was not made to be a loser. I was not made to be an alcoholic. I was not made to be a drug addict. I was not made to go to hell. I was made for heaven. And something inside of you begins to draw you to a higher place. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now and give him praise. 
Oh, yes. Oh, that I might have. One translation said, David thirst. David thirst. He's thirst. Now, a really thirsty man or a really thirsty woman is not going to be content to just sit by. Where's a water bottle? They're all over the place when I don't need them. (laughs) A really thirsty man, a really thirsty soul is never satisfied when they can just get this close and say, oh, there it is. There it is. That's, that's what my body's craving right now. Look how close I am to it. Oh, I feel it. I'm holding it. I feel it. I feel it. Oh, God, I feel it. You know, just feeling God's not even enough. The only way you're going to satisfy that aching that's down inside of you right now is to find a way to get the cap off. Ah, yeah, that's the only way you're going to really find satisfaction. It's not going to be just because you warm a church pew, but because when you come into the house of God, you find a way to get into his presence. You find a way to drink of that well and say, oh, that's what I needed. I've got to have that. I can't survive without it. I cannot live without this. Come on, love him right now. Would you do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, and, and, and here's what I need to help somebody understand. Some of you are of the mindset. Well, Brother Hughes, that was a long time ago. I don't live in the past. This isn't about living in the past. This is about remembering what really matters. This is about remembering what really makes a difference. Because David had drank from other wells, there is no doubt. But when he saw that well, he had never had anything that tasted like the sweet water that came from that spring. There was something about it. His mind goes back in time and his whole countenance is changed so much so that he seems to lose control of himself for a moment and he just cries out, Oh! You know, it's a wonderful thing when you can get to the place that you lose control of yourself. You say, oh, that's dangerous, Brother Hughes. It is under some settings, but not under the Holy Ghost setting. When you come to a place and the Spirit of God is moving, that's what you really need to do. If you don't give yourself to that, it cannot do for you what it needs to do or what it wants to do or what it could do. You can't just come and observe. You've got to come and partake. You've got to come and allow it to wash over your soul. But you know what? That garrison that was around that well seemed to make it impossible that anybody could have a desire like that fulfilled. But I'm going to tell you what happens when you open your mouth and cry out to God with a longing of the soul. God's going to make a way. I don't care how many devils are surrounding that well. 
I don't care how bound up it may be. When that longing begins to come out of your soul, God is going to make a way for you to have provision. I don't care how many Philistines, I don't care how many enemy surround that water hole, that when the soul begins to yearn for that, God is going to make a way for you to have what you need. And God is going to make provision for that desire. So don't use that as an excuse that I, I've got too many, too many things to overcome. There's too many obstacles to me for me to get back to that place. You don't have to get back to that place. That place can get to you. You just got to open your mouth and cry out. You see, David didn't even actually have to go down there. The well came to him. That's the amazing thing about God is that he makes it so easy and simple that if you'll just cry out, I'll be there. He said, if you call upon me, I'll save you. If you'll sigh, I'll be there. Amen. No matter what's around it, no matter what kind of obstacles may be in your path right now. I feel like somewhere in this service, there has been a moment when something has been stirred down in the soul. That that reminder that you were made for better than this. You're anointed. What are you doing in this cave? You, you have a higher calling than to live like this. There's there's some kind of remembrance that comes flowing back into your mind of those days when God proved himself so real to you. When you met the lion and the bear and, and when you met Goliath, God was there with you and he helped you to prevail over those enemies and he helped you to defeat those that sought to destroy you. And God came this morning to let you know that the same power that was resident then with David is resident here this morning uh, that if you just open your mouth and cry out oh yes if you just open your mouth and cry out God will make a way he will make a way amen and in that moment of time that moment of clarity Praise God. Praise God. You know, life can get so convoluted and it can get so messed up. It it can get so, so distorted. You can get so disoriented in life that you come to a place that you, you even could call evil good or good evil. Until that moment of clarity, when everything is clear and, and you can see past all of the lies that the enemy has told you and all of the things that you've done to try to prop up that lost glory, what you've done to save yourself. And in that moment of clarity, there's one thing you realize. I've got to have the Lord. 
I don't care what people think about me. I don't care if I disturb somebody. I don't care what I have to crawl over. I don't care what I have to dig through. I don't care if I have to tear a hole in the roof. I need in his presence. I need him today. I need what he can do for me more than I need anything else in this world. I've got to have what he can do in my life. And I'm not going to be satisfied to just sit by and look at it and feel it and talk about it and say oh it can do so much for you I want to drink it I want to have some of it flowing in my soul today because God has made it available stand with me if you will praise God you know it's a great thing that you came to church today but if you go home the same way you came If you go home battling the same stuff in your mind that you came in here battling, something's wrong. Amen. You you need a drink from a well that can satisfy. You, You need an experience in the Holy Ghost that will reestablish, that will put you on your feet. You need something that will clear all of that darkness out of your mind and all of that, all of the ugly lies that Satan has tried to tell you about yourself. Amen. You need him to do what only he can do. Amen. Nobody can touch me like Jesus. Nobody can help me like him. And I don't want to just be close to it. I don't want to just say that I handled it. I felt it. I I, I felt it. Oh, I felt it. I felt it. That still doesn't satisfy. As thirsty as I am, that, that water's not getting deep enough. So what, what I'm trying to get you to understand is God's trying to get some of you past. Some of you ha- have lulled yourself to sleep because you come into the church and you feel the touch of God and you sense the nearness of God. He's here. It's here. But you never, you never partake of it. I don't mean, I mean really never. You, you feel it. Oh, oh, it feels so great. Oh. What wonderful today. But your soul is not going to be nourished by what you feel. Your soul is going to be nourished by what you drink. What you partake of. And I'm just praying today that somebody that came in here confused. Somebody that came in here with a hard layer that's built up over your life that nobody can penetrate. I pray that there's been a moment when the veil was pulled back and you saw who you could be, who you should be. You saw what God intended for you to be and you felt Him drawing you. Come on. Let's rekindle this relationship. Let's come on and drink again this family. Every eye closed in the building. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now.
He's not far from any one of us. But just being near him is not enough. Why don't you invite him in right now? Why don't you just open your heart? More than that, open your mouth. Oh, 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 oh God, I need what you can do in my life. Nothing else matters. Nothing else works. I need a renewing. I need a refreshing. I need a renewing. I need a refreshing. Is there anybody here today that needs a renewing? Anybody here today that needs a refreshing? It doesn't matter what surrounds that well. If there's a cry that comes forth, God will make a way. Oh, yes, he will. He will make a way. Somebody right now, forget about who you are. Forget about your pride. Forget about protocol. Forget about what people might think. Forget about what the ritual is. Forget about what people around you may think. And just for a moment, would you just open your mouth and let your soul cry out to him? Would you do that? Come on, would you do that right now? Would you just open your mouth and just let your soul... Oh, I need that refreshing today. I need that renewing today. I need my mind to be renewed. I need my soul to be refreshed. I need my spirit to be revived. I need that to be rekindled in my soul. Oh, Lord, I don't ever want to forget what that well is all about. I don't ever want to forget what that well has done in my life. There is nothing new. Lord, there's nothing that can take the place of that. I need it. I need a refreshing. I need a renewing. Is it it? Is that what's going on in your soul today? Is that what's happening in your spirit right now? Oh, I would that you would cry out to him right where you are. Come on, fight through whatever you got to fight through. But, but let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Oh, God. I need that renewing. I need that refreshing. I need that anointing. I need it. 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 I need that breakthrough today, God. I need that breakthrough today, God. I need that breakthrough today. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Open your mouth and let it out. Open your mouth and let the soul cry out right now. Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. The lapse of years have not taken away the memory of that moment. Oh, Lord, do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. 